Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. What do you say, Geno Smith, to those who think that Russ is gone and so are Seattle's playoff hopes? This is the Rich Eisen Show. I got this. They wrote me off. I ain't right back, though. That's the problem. I ain't right back. Let's go. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Geno steps up in the pocket, throws downfield, Parkinson, touchdown! All I have to say is, let's ride. Today's guests, NFL on Fox analyst Mark Schlereth. Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh, eight-year MLB veteran and throwing coach Tom House, and now it's Rich Eisen. Yes, it is. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show, live on the Roku channel for free, everybody. Anybody who's listening out on our terrestrial radio network from coast to coast, listening to us on Odyssey, soon to listen to us on Sirius XM. I promise to get to that information very shortly. Anybody who's listening to this program can watch it now every single day from 12 to 3 Eastern time, whenever you darn well please, because, yes, we not only air live on the Roku channel from 12 to 3 but we also keep re-airing on the roku channel 210 on all roku devices as well as all amazon fire tv as well as samsung smart tvs you get the app on your mobile device the roku app because the roku channel is living on that the roku channel.com for those on desktop it's all free free of charge no dollars no cents 0.0 full blue tarski of american dollars that's how you can watch us every single day <laughs> on the roku channel good to see you over there chris brockman how are you sir Rich, what's going on i'm doing great man i had four to five props last night i won in fantasy life is good okay well, nice little one and oh for you right there what's up dj mikey D's and D's nuts. Good morning, Rich. How you doing? Rich Eisen Show audio Me executive. Too. Good to see Mike Del Tufo. And TJ Jefferson is the candle lit, sir. Is the candle lit. The candle's lit. lit. And just like the tribal chief, we're on Roku and we're just moving you're, needles. You're we're needle moving needles. You're the needle you're mover. Needle. Acknowledge us. Very you know? good. I like it. Very, very good. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, my coach of the fourth-ranked Michigan Wolverines, will be on this program. Nice. Mark Schlereth is calling in in about 18 minutes' time. I think everybody knows what he's going to be talking about from Broncos country. Let's ride. And then uh, in hour number three, uh, former major leaguer and top-notch throwing coach, a man who also caught Hank Aaron's Record-breaking home run, warming up in the bullpen, right, from back in the day. That's right. Out in left field. Tom House, Brady's throwing coach, is here today. Love it. So uh, warm up. 
Get those rotators cuffs uh, all, uh, all loosened up. Mikey tore his rotator cuff on a plane once. So, oh, is that uh, right? Is, is that really? Let's put a pin in that. There's a lot more information to get to at the moment, but I definitely want to hear this story. <laughs> okay. I, I, look, we all rather see Tom House than Dr. James Andrews. Let's be very yes, honest. Okay. Facts. So uh, very good news right there. We start this program. Uh, we we start this program um, in in uh, January of 2020. Why are we doing that? Oh, weird. Why are we doing that? Why are we doing that? Why are we doing that? Life Rich? is so different. Because it was the last time life was decent, <laughs> normal. What's going on? What's going on? I had well, no kid. Well, actually, we we start we we started uh, we started uh, I guess in 2021, uh, coming off the 2020 season, right? We start in January of uh, 2021. Oh. Okay. This is a moment when, uh, in time where Green Bay and, um, and uh, 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 Tampa meeting each other in the, uh, in the NFC Championship game. You remember that one? I do. Remember that one mm-hmm. back in the day? Okay. And uh, Brady winds up going to the, uh, the Super Bowl. Remember that one? Okay. Remember that one? I do. I do. Uh-huh. And uh, in that season, Tom Brady um, is, uh, is doing, doing mad work. And Aaron Rodgers is uh, the one seed, and Brady's getting back to the Super Bowl, trying to get back to that Super Bowl off of that uh, crazy 2020 season. And uh, guess what? He made it back to the Super Bowl. Part of the reason why he made it back to the Super Bowl is Aaron Rodgers on fourth and eight, fourth and goal, in a game where they're down eight, is pulled off the field by his head coach, Matt LaFleur, for a field goal. What's going on with that? Just making an eight-point game down to five. I, I don't understand it. We were all wondering, what are you doing pulling your quarterback, your guy, off the field in a game where you need points, okay? More than what, uh, what you're going to get. But why are you pulling your guy off the field when you need to tie the game and you're doing nothing with this field goal guy? But the subtext of even that was why are you pulling your guy off the field? Let your guy be the guy. He wants to be the guy. He is the guy. He is the guy. He's the man. Mm-hmm. He's won a Super Bowl for you before. The franchise has got a trophy in the case because of him. And he wants to be the guy. Let the guy be the guy. What are you doing with a place kicker? The offensive coordinator at the time was a guy named Nathaniel Hackett. Really? Watched it all happen. Heard of him. Wow. Watched it happen in real time. Had to have a front row seat to the fallout. And yet, in the crucible of his first game as head coach in the National Football League, in a game not as big as the chance to go to the Super Bowl, let's be honest, but with his new quarterback, Russell Wilson, in his old building, in a big-time battle that hardly anybody saw coming, because Geno Smith showed up like Phil Simms in the Super Bowl. Geno Smith showed up spotting dimes and throwing dimes and throwing darts. Geno Smith showed up like he told us last week. There's no comeback story for me. I've always been here. I've been living my best life. I'm a quarterback here, but this is a guy. I asked him, like, you know, what's this going to be like for him? And he started talking about the rest of his team and his teammates. That's what he's talking about. Talking about how the defense is going to show up, too. And 
All that said, when the National Football League placed this game on our week one Monday night football plate, this piece of filet mignon, Russell Wilson going back into Seattle as an opponent for the first time ever, and it's his first game in his new spot. We all knew that that dish that the filet mignon was being served on could be served up cold by Russ to his old team in the 12s and all of that. And sure enough, just like the schedule makers drew it up, tight game, and Russ has a chance to win it in his last drive, a fourth-quarter comeback win set up by a highly untimely three-and-out by Geno Smith and the offense in many ways. Seattle fans have seen that one before, even with Russ. But it was him not allowed to cook, right? What was those, all those untimely three-and-outs that we saw sometimes? Seattle just like trying to grind it out, leave it up to the defense, and you say, why don't we just let Russ cook? Well, Russ has taken that. Now it's his time to cook in front of everybody after he cooked all night. And this game being tight because not one, but two of his running backs fumbled on the one-yard line going in. A tight end dropped the ball in the end zone. Another one put his foot out of bounds. Too bad he was wearing Kevin Durant shoes. Right. That set up one of those aforementioned two fumbles from the one. Denver should have won this thing going away, but no, no, no. The football gods, the schedule gods, Geno Smith playing like a deity. Made this one tight. Better than the Sunday night game. Sorry to fire that dart in your direction. I mean, that was so but it's just a point. No, 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 no. And better than the Thursday night game, too. Here we are, national televised action in the NFL. First time in the first week of this season where the whole country's sitting down watching. And this game was tight, and we were in it. Buck and Aikman sounded terrific. The Manning brothers were cooking as well. Here we go. Russ, under center, moving the ball down the field. Third and long from his own 45 and a very strong-legged kicker, only needing a field goal. All three timeouts left. Third and long, I'm like, all they got to do is get half of it back. And guess what they got? They got half of it back. Fourth and six, with about 50-some-odd seconds left, maybe even a little bit more than that, and the clock starts ticking. And I'm sitting there saying, we got three timeouts, Denver. What are we doing? Tick, tick. Tick. Clock goes all the way down, and then Russell burns a timeout with 20-some-odd seconds left. And I'm like, what are you going to do now if you get the first down just by a hair? What are you going to do? You had all those timeouts left. You can't fly back to Denver with them. You can't save them for next week. What are we doing? Well, I guess Nathaniel Hackett had a plan to send Brandon McManus out for a 64-yard field goal on the road, not in the Mile High Stadium, on the road. And, and Pete Carroll's probably like, what are we doing here? By the way, Pete taking a, a playbook, uh, a page out of the Belichick playbook. Let him take the time out. Let him, right. let, him, let him take the time off the clock. I'll just sit here back. You make the move. And this was Russ 
fading back to pass and throwing the pick in the Super Bowl type stuff where you're staring at Marshawn Lynch, just run him. You paid $200 million for the guy. You traded everybody for the guy. He's the guy in his old spot. You're going to let the kicker handle it from 64 yards out? The answer to that is yes. Here was Nathaniel Hackett's explanation after the game. We were right on the line, and he had plenty of distance. You know, he he just missed it. And so, and, and again, that's, hey, Brandon gave it his best shot. I mean, that's a long field goal to hit. I think he's completely capable of that. But obviously, I wish we would have gotten a lot closer. But it put us in that weird spot there because we were in the field goal range, but we were on that fourth down situation. Um, didn't think we were going to get that many yards. So I thought it was a great job by Javante. And uh, we just made the decision. We want to take our shot there. Uh, on that one. You just thought that Brandon McManus has a better chance of making a 64 yard field goal than you coming up with a fourth and five play? Yeah, fourth and six. For me, during that time, we had been just moving it slightly. Uh, they weren't moving it with big chunks. I think we had just given up a sack right before that. Uh, so wanted to be sure that we took a chance when we had a chance. And I felt confident in, in, in him. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm stunned. I'm stunned. Like he channeled his inner Vic Fangio. If I'm a Bronco fan, inner Vic Fangio, write it down for next year's fantasy team. I mean, he channeled his inner, inner Vic Fangio. I'm a Bronco fan. I'm like, oh, we got rid of Vic, who couldn't handle things at the end of games. Didn't know when to challenge, didn't know when to call timeouts, at, despite being in the league for 50 years. That's, that's a move you make. You send out Brandon McManus on the road from 64 yards out when, when Drew Locke is your quarterback. When Brandon Allen's your quarterback, when Brock Osweiler is your quarterback, name everybody that Denver's struggled with between Peyton Manning and Russell Wilson. That's what you do when they're your quarterback. Not when you get Russ. Not when you get Russ and it's in his stadium. You, you, uh, you don't do this. Certainly. I know he's got a strong leg, and I know he had the distance in the first chance he tried, and that Pete Cow called the timeout before, but McManus has never made one from this distance. As a matter of fact, it's the sixth time he's tried one from 62 yards or more, and he's missed them all. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, this field goal, a field goal of this length had only been attempted. 42 times before in the history of this league. (laughs) And only two people have made it. Justin Tucker last year, who, by the way, inside from 66 yards out, hit the crossbar on it. And Matt Prater, 64 yards too. That's it. Those are the only humans who have ever hit it from that far away. And neither of them were on a team quarterbacked by somebody who had just been acquired by the team and paid all that money to win a game like this in the stadium in front of the fan bases that were booing him after he was Mr. Seattle for almost a decade. And you pull him off to try that? I I'm, sorry, I'm, sorry, happened, I'm sorry to go all in on it. He's, nah, a, he's fun, a sweet dude. guy. He's a nice guy. He's a gregarious guy. He's going to have a lot of wins because, man, did they have – they've got a really good young offense. You saw how Russ can orchestrate it. You know, it's 
I feel for Nathaniel Hackett. His first game is against Seattle in Seattle where the craziest things happen. It's just like it's playing on a different planet. It's a different galaxy. If anything crazy can happen, it will in, in Seattle. Pete Carroll's chomping gum, acting 11. He's almost 71. <laughs> Geno Smith comes out, doesn't miss a pass. I mean, crazy stuff happens. Like, you know. Not writing letters back. That's, the, uh, that's where K.J. Wright, by the way, who, was, uh, who started, uh, you know, the ceremonial 12 raise last night. He did it last night. He's the one who batted a ball out of bounds against Detroit. Remember that game where I Matthew do. Stafford finds Calvin Johnson, fumbles it in the end zone, he bats it out of bounds, and it's like, oh, it's Seattle's ball, even though that's illegal to bat it out of bounds. I mean, crazy stuff happens. Here's Russ after the game, taking it for the coach and the team, as only Russ does. Well, we got the, the best field goal kicker maybe in the game. Um, we knew that... we. Yeah, yeah. We we said uh, we said you know where can you make it from tonight? And he said 46 left hash. I think we were on the 46 right. 46 left hash. That was before the drive, and we got it. We got it there. Unfortunately, it didn't go in. Um, I think he has a leg for it for sure. Um, you know, just went a little left, I believe, and just um, you know, in, in terms, of, I believe in Coach Hack. I believe in what we're doing. Um, you know, and believe in everything, and. Uh, you know, any time you can try to find a way to make a play on fourth and five, that, that's great too. But also, we I think we I think I don't think it was the wrong decision. You know, I think he can make it. Obviously, we, in hindsight, you know, we didn't make it. But uh, if we were in that situation again, I wouldn't doubt whatever he decided. Says the right things. I mean, he cannot be happy. He's pulled off the field in front of the twelves. He can make it on fourth and five. It doesn't matter how they might have been struggling from the line of scrimmage. I mean, that's a classic overthink by a first-time head coach in the NFL in a crazy spot where bullets are flying. Like, oh, yeah, my guy said before the game he can make it from that hash in the 64-yard line. Is that where we are? Oh, yeah, try that. Let's the clock tick down. Let's not use any of our timeouts, and let's take Russell Wilson off the field, even though I watched LaFleur do that with Aaron Rodgers with all the chips down, and Rodgers was pissed forever. What also got me, too, is he, I mean, the third down play, he checked down. That's a play you make if you assume you're going for it on fourth well, down. Exactly, and you got to get half of it back exactly. or whatever. So I mean, like, they weren't trying to get that yardage so they could set up McManus. It's for him to actually have a much more a realistic shot on bite at the apple. Exactly. So here, we're, we're, for those new to this show, we've been on the air eight years. Uh, for those new to this show on the Roku channel, in moments like this where we hear a sound bite at the podium, from somebody who says all the right things. And and he may believe it because he's Russell Wilson. He's just a different human. He's a unicorn. He may believe it. Uh, I channel everybody's inner monologue to say things that they don't want to say in what were they really thinking. What were they really thinking? Here's what Russ is really thinking. He's thinking, are you kidding me? <laughs> you paid me all that cheddar. You gave up all those picks. I have been doing everything that I've been doing in game one in Seattle, I got to deal with going back to Seattle before I break a sweat in a Broncos uniform. I got to deal with that pressure all week long. I got to hear the fans booming when I come out there, and I got a chance to shut them up, and you go with McManus's leg instead. $242 million, $161 million guaranteed. I know the Walton family's got a lot of Walmarts. They could make that up in a day, but that's a lot of money, and you paid me for that. Will anybody on planet Earth let me cook? Please, let me cook. <laughs> I'm ready to cook. I was cooking. I was cooking. He was cooking. 
So we had trouble cooking in the last drive. Guess what? That's what happens in Seattle. I, I watched it happen over and over again. But I got this. Will somebody for two blessed seconds, because I don't think he curses, blessed seconds, let me cook? And see. <laughs> Mark Schlereth is going to be joining us in a moment right here on the Rich Eisen Show. We'll get to him on his thoughts on this subject matter. Dak Prescott not going on injured reserve. Wait till you hear when Jerry Jones thinks he can come back by. Way before the playoffs, by the way. Uh, Also on this program, Jim Harbaugh will be joining us. My coach of Michigan will hear from my coach professionally, Jets head coach Robert Sala, writing down names. He's got receipts, he says. One of those CVS receipts. That's uh, like, yeah, yeah, those joints are long. Got it. Like eight feet uh, long. Yes. Um, and also on this program, throwing Coach Tom House. We're here on the Roku channel and so much more. Back with Mark Schlereth in a moment. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Battle Creek, Michigan, 1963. Kellogg's and Post, sworn cereal rivals, race to create a pastry that will change the face of breakfast forever. A wildly imaginative tale of ambition, betrayal, and menacing milkmen, sweetened with artificial ingredients. Unfrosted stars Jerry Seinfeld in his directorial film debut. It features a supporting cast of comedy greats, including Melissa McCarthy, Jim Gaffigan, Hugh Grant, Amy Schumer, Max Greenfield, Christian Slater, Sarah Cooper, Bill Burr, and many more. Streaming right now on Netflix. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on The Rich Eisen Show. Very late from this man. We only have a few minutes. He is uh, a, a guy who I really love listening to when he calls games on Fox. He is a multiple Super Bowl champion in his days with the Denver Broncos. Back here on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone launch for a few minutes, uh, Mark Schlereth. How you doing, Mark? I'm doing great, Rich. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well. Uh, I give you the floor. What would you think of what happened at the end of the game last night? Mark Schlarth. Oh, well, I, I mean, I mean, first off, like first off, that was about as poorly managed at the end of that game as you could manage it. Now, you 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 made a catch on uh, well on third and thirteen or third and fourteen. You got yourself to fourth and five. You went down. The running back Jamal Williams went down with one oh one left, and you let all that time tick off the clock. Now, here's what I don't understand: call a timeout and let's discuss what we're doing. But you let it run down to, what, 20 seconds before you took your timeout. So clearly you already had decided you were going to kick a field goal from 64 yards out. But here's the deal. If you take a timeout with a minute left, even if you miss the field goal, 
it, it, you're still losing the game, right? So why wouldn't you want to have that discussion? Why would you not want to let your quarterback that you just paid $250 million to at least try to convert that? The NFL lifetime from 64 yards is 2 of 41. I mean, the like you're not kicking your pregame on one of those little tees. You know, you see the kickers. There's a snap. There's a hold. There's a whole operation there. There's a pass rush. You know you have to drive the ball, but you know you have to be high enough to get it over the line. The odds are, are the odds are so much better of converting on fourth down and five than they are, you know, kicking a sixty-four yard field goal. And then, you know, you don't even let the kicker into that. You know, I mean, that like I don't want your opinion, Ray Finkel. Like I don't, I don't care what you think you can hit it from. I'm making a decision as a coach and a quarterback what's best for the team right now. So I, how you, you know, how you get influenced by, oh yeah, I can hit a 64 yarder. Uh, no, I, I mean it was just poorly managed. The thing I don't understand too is, you know, you uh, coaches usually can can uh, rely on their own experiences, but again, the bullets are flying. Seattle's just a weird spot. You feel like you're playing a game on the moon. Crazy things happen, and bullets are flying figuratively. Thank goodness. Uh, but, you, you know, uh, uh, Hackett was the OC in, in Lambeau Field w- watching LaFleur take Rodgers off the field in an NFC championship game for a field goal that didn't even really matter in terms of getting them closer uh, than <laughs> it's still it was still a, a, a touchdown d- differential. And then the fallout of like Rodgers saying, why don't you just let me do my thing? This is Russ back in Seattle game one for Denver after they make the big trade. I mean, I don't get it. I honestly don't yeah, I- get it. I, Rich, I don't. I don't think anybody does. Nobody understands it, um, and it is one of those classic. Now, I I will say this: um, you know, everybody thinks they can call plays and manage a game, um, and it it takes a certain guy, a certain amount of humility, to come to the realization that things speed up, and especially in Seattle with the crowd noise. I mean, you had three what delay a game penalties. You were constantly up against the clock. I mean, the, the management of the game, it just speeds the game up. As a matter of fact, I did Detroit, I did Philly at Detroit this week. Amazing. Talking to both Dan Campbell and uh, Nick Seriani, both of them last season gave up play calling duties. And both of them said the same thing. Like, I love the chess match, I love calling plays, but ultimately I'm a better head coach managing the game when I don't have to do that. And Nick was like, Nick Seriani was like, listen, man, I wanted to be more involved in specialties, more involved with the defense, more involved like, like dapping guys up and talking to guys and seeing what they think, and I couldn't do it as a play caller. And I just don't know. There are very few guys that have the capability to multitask like that and be good play callers. Something's got to give for most guys. Maybe, you know, maybe Sean McVay can do it, but Sean McVay is not from the planet Earth. So... I just don't know how many guys can really do that effectively. Again, I, I know I was late to you because I had such a, a long open based on, <laughs> and I didn't even hit on most of the things from, from Monday night. Uh, there were some positives, right? I mean, uh, other you take away even one of the turnovers on, on the goal line, and we're not even having this conversation today. What did you take out of the game from, uh, from the top down, though, Mark? Yeah, I mean, I, I look at it. I look at it offensively. You look at the Broncos. We've been in this barren wasteland, uh, you know, purgatory for the last six years. So, three hundred forty yards passing, over four hundred yards total offense. Um, you know that, and they weren't sharp. And you know, I think it was the quarterbacks that did not take a snap in the preseason were three and eight week one. Hmm. I, I know you don't want to. I know you don't want to beat guys up, but 
there is no way to be good at playing football unless you play football. And I know you try to simulate as close as you can in practice, but you know what it doesn't do? It doesn't simulate the games. They're, they're different. And I don't know what the right number of plays is, but I know this. Zero is not the right number through preseason games. Um, and there's a risk and reward. I, I get that. You don't have to beat the guys to a pulp, but they do need, they do need some timing. And you saw it. Russ is the best deep ball thrower in football. He wasn't close. I mean, he, he had the one to Jerry Judy, but he must have missed three or four, and there was a couple that should have been picked. Uh, what's your game this week? Where are you going this week, Mark? What do you got for me? I'm going to San Francisco. I've got Seattle <sighs> at San Fran. How about that? Um, and, oh, it should it, – I mean, it should be – I'm, I'm really looking forward to the Trey Lance experience. And, you know, the I told you so moment from Pete Carroll when he said, hey, man, I want to go back to 90s football, and I can make it work. And everybody just kind of rolled their eyes. Well, guess what? Uh, they were pretty good last night, so it should be exciting. I, I just don't—I don't mean to correct you going out the door. It's San Francisco against first place Seattle. You gotta—you gotta, you gotta yes, say that. First place, yes, thank you. First place Seahawks. Yes, so, yeah, yeah. should be good, man. You got the first place team standing alone in the NFC West. It's kind of crazy as Geno Smith yeah. tries to go two and zero. Thanks again for the time, Mark. I appreciate it. Let's do this longer. I'll be less long winded. Or Nathaniel Hackett should just let Russ cook, and then we'll—and then we'll be on time next time. Oh, maybe you should let Russ kick. How about that? Hey, let Russ kick. Hashtag it. Write it out there, Chris. Thanks for the call, Mark. I appreciate it. You, you got it. Take it's care. It's Mark Schlereth, everybody. He actually went even 90 seconds longer. He gave me an extra 90. Let Russ kick. Geno Smith, let's work. As he told us last week. Oh, my gosh. You know, I, I, I want to um, touch on the Niners for a little bit here. Because you already saw yesterday Niners and Cowboys together because they finished the season uh, off for the Cowboys, the Niners, um, and they are connected in this regard too. You already saw yesterday, and I saw uh, even a friend of the program and friend of uh, uh, in Big Ten action, except for one Saturday year, Jamel Hill, tweeting out yesterday that uh, should the Cowboys go after Jimmy Garoppolo? And... My two cents is, of course they should, but don't forget, Jimmy G has a no-trade clause. When he renegotiated his deal, he put a no-trade clause in there because he knew if he's going to slice his salary, that makes him much more easily easily, uh, tradable commodity, makes him much more easy to trade. And yeah, that could help him get to a spot where he could start. Or could help him wind up in a spot where he would just be a spot starter, which he would be in Dallas because Dak isn't out for the season. Mm-hmm. And why would he go to Dallas just to get six to eight, to eight starts yeah. with an offense that is nowhere near as good as the one? he would have if he got in in San Francisco with all due respect to Zeke and CeeDee Lamb. I mean, they got Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, and Country. I mean, with all due respect to Dalton Schultz. Well, you know, Trent Kittle, Williams is a lot better than Tyler Smith. Kittle I mean, I could go on and, and on. Elijah Mitchell's out. I got it. The running back room, I think, is a little bit more star-studded in Dallas than it is in San Francisco, but it's more of a scheme 
overall better you know, the, team. With don't the forget the the Shanahan offense in Denver turned Olandis Gary into a household name. Mike Anderson. Mike Anderson was saluting a lot of. There were a lot of mile high salutes. Okay, from a lot of different people. Why would Jimmy G go there only to then hand the reins back to Dak and then sit around and put six to eight potentially subpar weeks on film for everybody or sit where you are? You can get a shot maybe if Lance does continue to struggle or he does get hurt and you're in your own system, your own home with your own people. And if it does work out for Lance and you're sitting there holding a clipboard, you hit free agency sight unseen as I would think one of the hotter commodities on the free agent market at the quarterback spot. Why would you agree to go to Dallas? But that's why he has a no trade clause. So San Francisco doesn't hold Dallas up and trade Jimmy G there or hold anybody else up who might be suddenly quarterback needy with one follow through of an arm in any given Sunday over the next several weeks. That said, Dallas doesn't need anybody. They're not trading for anybody because Jerry Jones, old Dr. Jones with his rubber glove, right? Isn't that what uh, Yes, he once upon a time said? He, uh, he, he occasionally plays, you know, doctor or I guess his staff in the white cowboy hat will tell him, you know, filter up. <laughs> To the top floor at the star, hey, Dak's not as bad as it as it seems. Well, old Doctor Jones with my rubber glove is going to make sure every one of you are safe. That's right. And so, who knew that Dak can have surgery to stabilize apparently a cleanly broken throwing thumb, or as Jameis might call it, a cleanly broken. Upper toe, toe, big toe. upper upper big, throwing big toe, upper big yeah, big yeah upper big toe. toe. And so, um, who knew that that guy could be back in less than a month? This is Jerry Jones on one hundred three point five, the fan in the Metroplex, in his usual Tuesday spot today. Situation with our with uh, Dak, of course, uh, has caused us to focus a lot of our time and attention to uh, uh, several things to think about there. Uh, I think what we're going to do here is we won't be putting him on IR, uh, which means that uh, we want him to be uh, a consideration uh, for playing within the next four games. We will not put him on IR. Uh, Consequently, uh, the people that are ready to play quarterback for us are the ones that played all preseason, Cooper Rush and Greer. They had a, a real competition. We got a lot of good snaps for those guys both mm. in our practice session as well as all the preseason games for the most part. Uh, those guys know the know the offense well. They've uh, had a lot of reps in it uh, and uh, consequently uh, give us our best shot. Uh, it's uh, unlikely since uh, uh, we don't have any uh, uh, potential uh, uh, trade pending or any not pending, but uh, uh, in the in the mill, uh, it's unlikely that uh, you'd have a veteran quarterback that uh, could get back in here and be 
ready to play as well as those guys can play, uh, even if you thought you might have a, uh, a talent advantage. going to take a while to learn a system if you acquire someone right now um i will be very honest with you uh i would call up the pittsburgh steelers right now and overpay for mason rudolph but maybe that's just because i have uh you're shaking your head over there i have what clearly you don't have tj and what clearly jerry jones doesn't have I've got scars of Danucci. <laughs> I've got scars of Danucci. Let's not forget last time Dak had an extended absence with something that he broke. Well, that was a season-long injury when it happened. You never know what these broken, surgically repaired throwing thumbs, those can be thorny. But don't forget, Andy Dalton stepped in there, and all of a sudden he gets concussed, and he's knocked out, and Ben Danucci... Right? Is he the is he a James Madison guy, right? James Madison. That's right. Yeah. We're not talking about any founding father stuff. We're talking about James Madison University football powerhouse sending Ben DiNucci to the it suddenly what do you want? Will Greer? Uh, I know West Virginia is a bit more of a powerhouse than 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 James Madison. I don't want to piss off Pat McAfee here or anybody else from West Virginia, but uh, honestly, you wanna you wanna put Everything in the hands of Will Greer? Because you said good competition. And also, and, and the whole Cooper rush, hey, man, he beat the Vikings. That was one game. And he threw to Amari Cooper, who's not walking through that door to win the game. Michael Gallup's not walking through that door because he's not back yet from a knee injury. Cedric Wilson's not walking through that door. He's in Miami. I guess Noah Brown's walking through the door. The Bucks let him just go off. What do we care? We'll just put three guys around CeeDee Lamb and stop him. Make sure Dalton Schultz doesn't go off either because who else is going to hurt us? But you're afraid, like, really. Uh, the Bengals are currently right now in their defensive meeting rooms circling Cooper Rush. Is that what they're doing? And you say you're shaking your head. You don't want Mason Rudolph, huh? You don't want him. I mean, it's, really? it's Mason Rudolph, with all due respect. You know, he was here, nice guy, but is he that much better than Cooper Rush? I, I don't know that I he is. I think he's and a hell of a lot better than Will Greer if he's got to run out there against the, the defending AFC champion Bengals who are pissed off about losing week one. I, hell yeah. I, look, Jerry, he, had, he, he can go against the Bengals all, right now. He's done it before. I'm just, uh, man. I don't think he, next step he's the is answer is what I'm saying. You're, there you're there might be guys out there that are rich, but I don't think that makes I'm just throwing him out there like, like, you know, Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew's out there. Guy? I have a little bit more confidence in him. But uh, if, I'm the Eagles, I'm like, that's gonna... a, if I'm the Eagles, I'm like, that's a one for you, Jerry. <laughs> I mean, look, the Seriously. two teams have swapped picks before in the draft to help them get uh, Dante Smith, but... Devon, but uh, yeah, I don't think Rudolph's the question. Also, four weeks for a guy who broke his thumb? Like, I'm no doctor. That seems awful quick to me. And so, Rich, let me ask you this because I've been Dude, thinking exactly, about Exactly. Like, he's going to have pain. Well, don't you remember? remember didn't they put DeMarco Murray with pins in his arms out there against Jacksonville and he ran it 40 times that day? And you're, you're like, like Jason Garrett. Like, you got something doing? against him or yeah. what? And, in his hand. It was in his hand. And Russ broke his finger last year, came back. I think he missed three games. And he even said that he came back too soon. Yeah. Now, I want to ask you this because I'm kind of questioning why Jerry would say this. I'm wondering if you guys think this. Is he saying the four weeks to keep up morale around the team? Because if 
he doesn't say this. Maybe some guys at the team are like, the season's over, we're cashing out. But if Jones is saying, look, there's a chance he could come back in four weeks, does that keep the guys, does that keep morale boosted? A, does that keep them into it? I don't so know. They don't just like, no, 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 no. I mean, what do you think, Michael I'm Parsons confused. is going to think it's a wrap? No, there, there's some very prideful guys that I don't think need some sort of roster maneuver as a rallying cry. Okay. I think that he really does believe Dak can come back. If you IR him, there is no recourse. Got if that, he does yeah. come back sooner, and he would rather burn the roster spot, he'd rather burn the roster spot for that possibility and say, you know, we had a great competition amongst these two guys, and we trade for somebody right now. It's going to take a while for that person to get up to speed. But I'll tell you what, man, you better hope Will Greer is ready because I've got scars of Danucci, and I don't know why you don't, and I don't know why the, the Cowboys don't because that's a way for this thing to become a quick wrap in the, it's not like the it's not like the division a couple years ago where the Eagles have a, a dead coach coaching and and Jalen Hurts a fresh out of the box second round choice that they finally turned to because Carson Wentz became completely unusable and is Nick Foles still out there and that division yeah by the way okay yeah that I'd be more interested in, in Nick Foles than right, Nick uh, Foles Teddy Bridgewater go for yeah, it well, I don't think the Eagles the, if I'm the Dolphins I'm not coughing up Bridgewater that is a great guy to like, have there too what about Ryan, what about Ryan Fitzpatrick I don't know I don't know you take somebody off of uh off of the Amazon set I'd rather take somebody who's been in training camps this is the Dallas Cowboys man this is just week two because the Eagles, like I said, they, the Eagles aren't that team anymore, and that division is a hell of a lot better. Brian Dayballs are on display, and, you know, the Commanders, I got grief because I forgot them yesterday when I tweeted this out, when Seattle looked like they were going to start the game with two scores, two touchdowns, and then they didn't convert on that on that quarterback sneak. I thought the Chiefs were the only team to start the season with two touchdowns in their first two possessions. The Commanders were the other team. And a whole bunch of D.C. folks jumping in and saying that I'm disrespecting them when I just, you know, I shouldn't tweet during the middle of my Monday night football halftime duties. I'm, I'm half focusing on that. But bottom line is, Dallas better treat this seriously because I don't know if Dak's coming back in a month. You don't know what he's going to look like come back in two months. He's surgically repaired, throwing it. Yeah. What if he follows through and hits it's someone else in the head? And the reason it happened because the line sucked, and that's why he had pressure Man. coming up the middle. It, uh, it's it's frustrating. Let's take a break. Brockman basketball starts act, in five yeah. weeks. You're Thank right. You, yeah, get, get your act <laughs> together. Uh, let's take a break here on the Roku Channel, Rich Eisen Show, Terrestrial Radio Network, Odyssey. We're back with your phone calls at 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time 
Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. If you don't know your numbers, you do not know your business. And that's true when your business is growing fast in these very fast times. And even more true when there's a lot of uncertainty in these fast times. Not every business, though, is in the dark because over 31,000 businesses know their numbers because they use NetSuite by Oracle, which is the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite gives you the visibility and control of your financials, planning, budgeting, and, of course, inventory so you can manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. So NetSuite helps you identify the rising costs in your life, automate your manual business processes, see where you can save money, know your numbers, know your business, and get to know how NetSuite can be the source of truth for your entire company. Right now, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind, flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio right now. NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio. NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio. Let's go to Elliot in Kansas here to kick things off on the phone lines at 844-204-RICH on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Elliot? Hey, Rich, can you hear me? I can. You're on the air, sir. What's going on? Hey, so you guys are talking a lot about the Seahawks game. Pretty much touched everything I was going to say. Defense was huge. What about those rookie... Uh-oh. Did we lose Elliot? Say it one more time. Elliot, Elliot, Elliot. You can't get into your car in the middle of a conversation. You just got Bluetoothed. You got (laughs) Bluetoothed. Oh, my God. I mean, Elliot, just stay outside the car. Don't get in the car. It's my headphones. Damn AirPods. Oh, is that what happened? Okay, fine. Uh, so the rookie, what? That you were, there were a lot of rookies the rookie, for Seattle. Uh, offensive tackles. Yeah, man. I mean, Charles right Cross was doing line. some work last night. I mean, there were times, hey. uh, but and, but I'll tell you what. Bradley Chubb got Geno when things mattered, and they Wait, got they got yeah. the Seahawks off the field. And then, uh, and thanks for the call. When when the Seahawks three and outed, I thought to myself, Russ is thinking in his head, I've seen that movie before. Yep. I've seen the movie before, which is like, run it, run it, except when we're supposed to run it in the Super Bowl. I've seen the movie before. I've seen it. Pete's like, screw it. We're not, don't make mistakes. Hands on 10 and 2. We'll do the defense thing. And Russ is probably trotting out there thinking, oh, okay, I got this. I got this in the bag. I got all three timeouts. Are you kidding me? This thing's a snap. He said after the game that McManus told everybody before the game, left hash 64 yards. I got that. I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. I'm 64. I'll get him within 44. I got this. I know how to do it here. Now, this is my moment. I've been, I've been visualizing this the minute I ever thought of getting out of here from Seattle or the minute I started here and they wanted me out of here. I've been thinking about this forever. I've been thinking about this. I was chatting about this. With the misses. You know, when we were watching when we were watching Serena the other night. Yeah, between one of the service breaks, I turned around. Could you imagine? Monday <laughs> night, I got a chance to win it. 
all my timeouts left. Can you believe that, sweetheart? Can you you imagine what happens? He's been thinking about this. He's been visualizing this forever. Sierra said, let me see you one, two step. I don't know how Russ saw her with the dark shades. I know he had sunglasses on at night, which is part of the reason why I think Seattle wanted to trade him. It was like 11 o'clock at night. You know, honestly, man. And I feel for, you know, the rookie tackles and those rookies on defense who were balling out. We're not talking about that today. Even Gino. It's the way that ended. Denver should have won that game 15 ways to that Monday. Three scores, Right, well, they should have, but they didn't because the defense did make the plays on the goal line. The defensive line did its job on the goal line. But Al Woods blew up Javante Williams, right? Just boom, see ya. Blew it up. Melvin Gordon fumbled on the goal line. A lot of Chargers fans saying, oh, I remember that in Tennessee. Remember that? I kind of thought it was in. It was not. I kind of thought ball it was loose. That line. ball yeah. was loose as he was getting towards the goal line and then out. I don't know. Yeah, it was no, definitely That was out. a fumble. I thought it was a well-officiated game last night. For the most part, for sure. Yeah, let's, not a whole lot of I complaints one, about the referee. I thought week one was a very... Cleanly officiated. Well, just how week. sloppy Denver played last night. I mean, what did they have? Double digit penalties? I, I honestly I didn't have too many complaints about the officiating this weekend. Shocking. But the number one story coming out of week one, uh, you know, it started with how great the Bills looked, and it's ended with how the Broncos could have joined the Chiefs and Chargers at one and zero in the NFC West and uh, the AFC West. And they had some foot shooting penalties and turnovers, and then the coach just overthunk it, overthunk it, slow the game down, timeout, fourth and five, timeout. But he's probably thinking, you know, if I call timeout, I don't make it. Seattle, you know, wins the game. Well, I guess if you kick the field goal and you don't make it, Seattle wins the game. I, it just none of it makes sense. Still here on Roku. None of it makes sense. It's just, I mean, Schlereth said it perfectly. He said it perfectly. It's just like, who cares if he says he can make it? You know, (laughs) sit down, Ray Finkel. I got Russell Wilson. (laughs) Great Ace Ventura reference out of nowhere by Schlereth about a half an hour ago. I don't care if you can make it. And bless Russell Wilson for coming afterwards and saying, oh, I believe in my kicker. I believe in my coach. I mean. It would have been great if he came out and just said, screw it. I am paid by the Waltons. I've got my contract. I'm in charge here now. I'm in charge here now. I'm the captain now. I am the captain now. Look yeah, man. I, 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 like, I'm in charge here now, and I am sick and tired of playing the good soldier around my football parts. This is my team. I'm being paid like it. This is it. I don't care that the kicker can make it. This is Seattle. I should have had a shot. What are you doing taking the ball out of my hands? In Seattle, in front of the 12s, what are you doing? That's crazy. I threw for 340 yards. What are you talking about? The offense was maybe being sluggish. I've got, I've got the second most fourth quarter comebacks in the game of any active quarterbacks. And I made my bones in this building. And you're taking me off the field. What are you doing Put me back out there. I'll get the five for you, and let's get the kicker closer. Good Lord. Jim Harbaugh coming up next.